Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I am an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social-life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so much more. We think that living a healthy lifestyle is for every member in the family, from young children to adults. Everyone in the household will benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. If you're ready to learn some helpful tips for the whole family, let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Before we get started, we want to remind you guys, if you have not hit that follow button yet or subscribe, whatever it says for you, wherever you're listening, please go and do that. Also, don't forget to come follow us over at the Teacher Mamas podcast on Instagram and at each of our handles, which is at ashes to fitrition and at teacher underscore mama underscore Roberta. Awesome. Hi, everybody. Super excited to have you here um, because this is really something I'm passionate about is taking things that are beneficial for us as adults and how do we adapt them to make them work for our kids because they're just as helpful for them for multiple reasons. And we'll talk about that today. We're going to focus today on morning routines and how we can adapt our morning routines that we do as an adult that help us find success and have less stressful days. We're going to talk about how to make that happen for our kids. And there are different ways to go about doing that. So let's make our kids also have a morning that can set them up for success. Also have a morning that can set them up to have a far less stressful day, especially that time where we try to get out the door and everything's crazy and we're all forgetting things. Let's, let's stop making that a thing. Let's make it a thing to have awesome, easy, laid back moments in the morning that are memorable because we've had meaningful time with our kids, not because we've lost our temper by 6.45 a.m. So let's talk tips and tricks. So hi. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. You? Pretty good. (sighs) I'm surprised I'm not like falling over dead tired because I got like no sleep last night. Right. Well, it'll probably be tomorrow. It'll probably just catch up with me tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Unless you're able to go to bed a little early tonight, that might help. I'm going to try. Yeah. Elementary routines. Here we go. That's right. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about those savers. Um, Again, if you need a refresher on what that is, um, we have graphics on our Instagram pages. Um, We talk about it in episodes four and five, so you can go back and and listen to those. But S is for silence. And for our kids, silence can be tricky. So it could be as simple as taking like one deep breath, sitting quietly and taking one deep breath with the body still. They could, a, a way to start the day in silence could also be just eating their breakfast quietly, like not watching TV, not, not having music going, just sitting and eating their breakfast. Another idea when you have more time available in the morning would be going on a, a short walk um, or stroller ride and just listening to the sounds of nature. And so those are just different ideas for silence. It's not every idea. They're just a few. Okay. So then we have a, we have affirmations 
And I typically for this age group do like a call and response type thing. So like I am beautiful. And, and I'm sure you guys have seen these super cute videos, right. Of these kids standing in front of a mirror and saying these affirmations and, um, it's really no different. So it could be the options are, are limitless and they should be really what your child needs to hear. So then V vision talk through the day, or if you have a visual, even if it's the calendar on your phone, just kind of showing, a visual of what the day will look like or what to expect, you know, who's picking them up from daycare, who's picking them up from school, are they riding the bus? I find giving as many details as possible is helpful for my kids. I know that's not the same for everyone. So, you know, when you talk about your day, you give as much information as you feel is needed. I would also say remind them throughout the day as well, like not just in the morning, one time, this is what we're doing today, because chances are they're not going to remember, I have to remind my kids throughout the day, probably multiple, multiple times, just so we don't go into full meltdown mode, if something changes. (laughs) Absolutely. Or I'll say, make it kind of a game, like, okay, we've done this. Now what happens next? Kind of like a door of the explorer thing, like we've gone through the forest. Now, where do we go? Mm -hmm. But yeah, absolutely. So exercise, we've talked it before. It's a great way to kickstart the brain and get the brain ready for learning. It's also for our littles, they wake up energy. (laughs) Us adults and teens and middle schoolers, we wake up tired. Mm -hmm. Our kids tend to be more on the side of waking up with a ton of energy. So having them do a go noodle or a, or a YouTube exercise video while you're getting ready or, um, doing some wall pushups, um, running around the house a couple times, if able to, you know, letting them play outside at a park or at the swing set or something, you know, there's so many options there. Then ours read, which we know the more we read to our kids, the more it impacts their social, emotional, and educational development. So it, it benefits their language development, um, their social skills. It gets their brain kind of kickstarted for the day so they can listen to an audiobook. find there are so many, there's storyline online. There's, um, so many channels on YouTube devoted to people who do read alouds of, of books. There's also an app called Epic. So they can either read a book themselves mm-hmm. or have a book read to them but they can still see the pictures and interact with the book. So S is scribe. This is one that we really do have to modify and adapt for our younger kids because they don't know how to write yet, especially the younger elementary, the older. Yeah, they could probably do it for scribing (laughs) in my experience. It's been most beneficial to have it be more about drawing. So, right. So they could write if they want to. I have had kids in the past in my classroom that, that do love to write, but a lot, most kids, they want to draw their feelings. They want to draw what they're, what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And so having them draw a picture and then tell you about it, and maybe they only write one word, but drawing a picture, you know, maybe it's a dream they had the night before or something they're looking forward to, or just, you know, a picture of themselves. It could be anything. I just went through so much super quickly. We don't have to do every single letter of the, of savers to be able to have a stress-free, awesome day. 
we have to pick and choose what works for us and our families and what's going to make us feel ready for the day. If, if scribe, for example, is going to make you and your family feel more stressed, well, don't, don't do it. That's not the point. The point isn't to check off a box. The point is to have a stress-free morning and, and prepare us for the day. It might mean experimenting with different routines and different ideas to find what works best. Ashley, do you want to maybe start with what your routine looks like? Sure. So I have a four and a six-year-old and we just made our routine chart right before school started. Um, and I have it posted on the bathroom door and both kids know exactly when I, when we say, okay, go to go get ready for bed. Um, they both come over to the nighttime routine chart. Now my four-year-old, it took him a lot longer to pick this up. He is finally kind of starting to do it by himself, but he is not an organized kid like my six-year-old perfectionistic daughter. <laughs> So, um, he's a little bit more scatterbrained. So we had to, uh, do a lot more teaching with him, like standing right there as he was going through it. Or I would ask my six-year-old, like help your brother. Mm -hmm. Um, so nighttime has been going pretty well. Uh, we've now kind of entered the stage of me and Matt sit out in the living room while he goes through the pictures and tell us what each picture is next. And we say, okay, then go do the next picture. So, well, since we're talking morning routines, I'm not going to go through my nighttime routine list, but, uh, morning, uh, our first thing listed is go potty. She wakes up and she just goes through it. And we really, we don't have to like do anything with her. She just does it on her own and we can now focus more on Colton. Uh, last year was a struggle with COVID and all that stuff. So you guys, if you are, if you are looking at this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, but my mornings are just awful all the time. Like give yourself a stinking break because last year freaking sucked. <laughs> like there was no consistency. There was nothing. Thing. Like we well, some days would be home. We would some days be going into work. Some days we would be going to daycare and there, like, I didn't know my head from my butt. So <clears throat> like, if I were to base, like trying to have a morning routine off of last year, I would still be stuck, but moving forward, like this is super simple to implement. And we would even be um, able to just make like a little printable if we had enough people interested. Um, but super simple. We have go potty first. And then I have number two, Sadie brushes her hair. And then number three is, um, brush teeth and then vitamins, uh, four is get dressed and five is they are just like playing or doing something while, I finish getting ready because my husband kind of pretty much gets the four-year-old going and ready to go before he needs to get out the door. But then there's kind of a leg time before I have to get out the door. So then we just, they actually, this is where they kind of get their scribe time in because they are all about the arts and crafts and they will sit at that art desk for hours at a time if I let them. So that's kind of where they get their little scribing time in or play time or quiet time or whatever. So our morning routine is routine is super simple because our nighttime routine, we have everything set up 
the night before. And like I said, I'm not going to go through all that because we already talked about nighttime routines for elementary age kids, but a routine chart where it's visual is a must. Like last year, I just had it as a checklist in my phone, which was nice, but I was still having to say things all the time and continually redirect. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's just, nope, go look at the chart. Nope. Go look at the chart. And it takes all of that extra stress and anxiety off of me in the morning. And I can just focus on getting me ready because the kids know what to do. Absolutely. And that's such, such a gift for everyone in the family to have that stress gone or at least minimized, right? Like we're not fighting for socks on 10 minutes ago. We're supposed to be out the door. Like, right, right. Yeah. As much as I'm not saying that that doesn't ever happen either, but yeah, it it definitely minimizes it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the important thing to note too, just like Ashley talked about is our morning routines and our needs in the morning change based on the season we're in. But also, uh, and I'm going to talk about this in a second. It also might depend on literally the season of the year. I know mine depends on whether it's nice outside and whether it's not. All right. I have a couple different sample routines. We kind of have like our school day routine or work day routine. And then we also have like a, a weekend routine. So it's a little bit more lax on the weekends or a non-school day. We can take more time, take a long walk. Things can kind of you know, be different based on the type of day it is. But when we were needing to get ready before school or before daycare, if you, if you've listened, if you know me at all, or if you've listened to our first podcast, um, I'm a homeschool mom now, so I'm not super rushed to get out the door anymore, but we have had that season of life where we were. So one thing that I had to do with my very, um, spacey daughter was, have a visual timer. It couldn't just be a list of what we needed to do. I had to have a timer that said, when this timer goes off, we are leaving. So you better be ready. (laughs) Basically I had to have that out and, um, going so that she knew exactly how much time she had without it. It was just a nightmare. So, um, for us, that was super important. It was also really, (laughs) which I don't recommend for older kids, but for littles that are potty trained, this worked well for us. We put the kids in the clothes that they were going to wear the night before. So they didn't wear pajamas. They wore their clothes that they were going to wear. And of course, if something happened, like we changed them, but we've done that too. It's just when we were in that season of life where we had an almost newborn, he was three months old at the time. And I was going back to work and figuring all that out. So it was, it was sleeping in clothes. So we made some modifications that we don't do, we don't do now, but we did for a season. So during that, Mm -hmm. when they were eating breakfast, that's when they would also do the um, reading. So I would set them up with a book or audio book or something that I had picked uh, maybe the night before set it at the breakfast table so that they would uh, be listening to a book while eating their breakfast and then do the whole brush the hair, teeth, etc. cetera. Uh, we would talk over the day's schedule who would pick them up from daycare. That was really important to them 
you know, and then there was the hugs and kisses and then an affirmation type thing conversation before um, and at drop off. So quickly, that was just kind of what our routine looked like before. Now that we're home, our routine looks a little different and they're also older. So that's also another reason the routine has changed. Uh, my goal is to always have my routine completed mm-hmm. before they're um, up. And if they do wake up before I'm done with my routine, then they know they kind of have to entertain themselves until I'm ready to help them. Can we just talk about that for one second? Moms who are trying to to get yourselves out the door or like you're in the middle of a workout or whatever your routine is, you should not feel that mom guilt of, oh my gosh, now I I can't do my routine anymore because my kids are awake. Mm -hmm. You just have to set the boundaries with them. Like this is what you need to do to entertain yourself until I'm ready. Cause this is mommy's time right now. I just wanted to throw that little plug in there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, we use the language of like in school in kindergarten and preschool, um, they had learned the, the, to be a bucket filler. It's kind of a common language for that age group. And so I would talk about, you know, I need to fill my bucket first so that I'm able to be calm and a happy mommy for you. And of course that, that explanation is going to be different based on, on what your kid has learned. But for us, that was the verbiage we used and it made sense. And and we didn't really have to spend a whole lot of time on it. That made sense to her. It clicked and we were able to move on. But like I said, she can, she can set herself up with breakfast by herself. Now my two-year-old though is into oatmeal. So that is something I need to do. So he has to wait. Um, he has to wait for me. Thankfully we're at a point where, um, I am done with my routine by the time they get up. So it's not, not an issue. We start the day in silence by taking just one deep breath is pretty much all we get because they're full of energy. Um, we've started doing, uh, like headspace. I think we talked about the app in one of the previous episodes, but Headspace has been coming out with more and more kid meditations. And some of them are only one minute long. You guys, one minute. That has been game-changing for us. Um, We can set that one minute and even the two-year-old can follow the directions for one minute. The other thing we really like to do that I didn't talk about uh, earlier was along with affirmations and scribing also fits the gratitude practice. And that's something we do now that we didn't do before because I didn't really know about it before. But now we find time Mm -hmm. maybe during, while we're eating breakfast, or maybe it's, um, we have the luxury of being able to go on a walk in the morning and walk the dog. And so while we're walking the dog, we go through and talk about what we're thankful for. Um, and also visualize the day mm-hmm. and maybe like, okay, what is one thing that you're grateful for? And then what is one thing that you would really like to have happen today? Or what is one thing you'd really like to do today and kind of give them some. Yeah. Um, and for those moms yeah. that are traveling, this is a great thing to do on the ride to wherever you're going. If your kids are 
into that at that time. Like <laughs> my, my six-year-old, two years ago, four-year-old, she didn't want anything to do with me in the car, but now it's fine driving with both of them. And yeah. so we do the gratitude and stuff on the way to school. Mm-hmm. Oh, an exercise that depends on what they need during the day. But right now, like I said, we're really lucky. It's beautiful weather. Um, we have the time right now in the morning to be able to walk the dog and take a longer walk. So we, part of the walk, they're in the stroller. We're talking gratitude. We're talking affirmations. Um, and typically in the stroller is when I play the meditation for them because they're sitting, they're forced to sit still. They're in the moving stroller. Um, and then, and then when we're done with that, I let them get out and run or walk along the path. This is all going to be different though, come winter. So watch out for my Instagram because our routine will have to shift a little bit when it's cold or raining or six feet of snow and we can't do anything. So it'll change a little bit, but the, the, Mm -hmm. the concept will still stay the same. The, the meaning and what I'm trying to get out of our morning will still be the same. It's just the avenue we take. It's just the road we take will be a little bit different. It'll look a little different, but the end result and the end feeling will be the same. So one thing I really wanted to talk about There are so many things, but one thing I really, really wanted to talk about is we have a lot of kids in this age group that are going to school and they're little and they've got so much energy. What I noticed in my own teaching practice was these kids that really had a hard time sitting still. And of course there's a normal, not able to sit still developmentally. There's a point where it's appropriate. And then there's a point where it's, we got to try something to help them be able to sit still for even five minutes to listen to directions. There's a difference between developmentally appropriate and, and struggling to sit still. Just want to put that out there. But one thing that was super helpful for these kids that had so much energy, and I'll be honest, typically they were boys, but they would set up a time with their parents that before they would come to school in the morning or set up, um, we had open gym in the morning. So we would set something up with the, excuse me, the person directing the open gym and they, that particular child would do something incredibly active like running or something gross motor skill for an extended period of time. That was enjoyable. Of course, it wouldn't be horrible for them, but something that, that really did help release some energy. Um, and that made a huge difference in, in their learning <clears throat> and ability to sit and focus. I don't mean just sitting still for the sake of sitting still, but being able to focus and understand what they're being told to do. So, yeah, I think the big thing is every kid is different, just like we're all different and every kid is going to have a different need. So if our kids need is they have so much pent up energy, then our non-negotiable in the morning is exercise. That's the non-negotiable. If our kid has confidence problems, then our non-negotiable is affirmations. It's helping them Mm -hmm. and guiding them to have more confidence. So that's our job as the caregivers to figure out just what would help them have a great day 
meeting their needs so that they can have a successful day and feel less stressed. So when our routines include stress and we feel rushed, it isn't just the adult that has a hard time adjusting to the day. Our kids will have a harder time during their day, during their days. They'll have a harder time turning their days around if we start the day in stress. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing. How can we start our days where we're, we're setting it up for success. We're setting it up to be positive. We're not, we're setting it up to be maybe more laid back and empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's super important. Um, I like that. What you said is if we're starting ourselves out with a stress-free or less stressful day, it really helps set our kids up. Cause I think of last year when I was talking about earlier, how it was just crazy mm-hmm. COVID wise. And we never knew which way we were going. And I was, I was constantly stressed in the morning and it was, it was just a constant state of stress, like just never knowing what's going on. Are we going to get canceled today? Are we going to have to be in distance learning again? We, our school went into distance learning like eight days in last year or something like that. And it was just crazy from eight Mm -hmm. days on. Mm -hmm. And so I just think of our mornings last year and how my stress went on to them and how there was so much yelling and fighting in the morning. And not to say that that doesn't happen once in a while now too, but um, yeah, it's, it, I can tell on the mornings where I'm a lot less stressed and I'm just kind of moving throughout my morning, my kids are doing the same thing. And yeah. when I'm not, and I'm a hot mess, my kids are usually a hot mess too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, same. And I think that's interesting to think about though, with, with the way it's been the past few years, few years, the past two years, it feels like, <laughs> it sure feels like. like a few years. Wasn't it? Oh my gosh. In the very beginning, I always felt like make a decision because we know as human beings, we thrive on routine. We thrive on a schedule and that unknown is just awful for any age. And that's why we can have a routine. It's so important to be able to do it because we know we function better. All of us from infant to 90 years old, we function better with a routine. Yeah. Book, bookend your days, have a routine in the morning and a routine at night. It helps everyone feel safe and in control in the house. And your, your middle part is going to look different for everyone throughout Mm -hmm. every single day, but you can have something in the morning and something at night that you can lean on for that safeness and comfort. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So pick one thing would be my advice. Pick one thing you want to focus on for your child. And maybe that's just adding in one deep breath before they start their morning. Maybe it's telling, doing a call and response affirmation on their way to the bus stop, whatever it looks like, start with one thing. If it works, awesome. Keep it going. If it doesn't work, that's okay. Just try something else. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, we want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and we will see you next time. Bye. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mamas podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mamas podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, Don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.